This Shabbos coming up tonight, tomorrow, this is a complex Shabbos. It's a difficult Shabbos. The Shabbos before Tisha B'Av, the 9th of Av, which is this Wednesday night and Thursday, that commemorates the destruction of the first temple and the second temple and so many other catastrophes in Jewish history. This Shabbos, in a certain sense, is like the Shabbos, God forbid, during the period of Shiva. If a person, God forbid, is sitting Shiva because a family member passed away, God forbid. So then Shabbos comes. Shabbos does not cancel Shiva, like Yom Tov. When Yom Tov comes, the Shiva is over, it's finished, it's canceled. Shabbos does not cancel Shiva. But we do not allow any overt public mourning on Shabbos. And similarly, this Shabbos, we don't allow any public overt signs of mourning. So, unlike for the last couple of days, tonight and tomorrow, we're allowed to enjoy meat and to enjoy wine and to wear Shabbos clothes, things that we do not do during the nine days leading up to Tisha B'Av, because on Shabbos we do not have overt, open signs of mourning. And yet, and yet, the underlying trauma of these days seeps in. We heard so beautifully and meaningfully just a few minutes ago, Rabbi Alex singing L'Chadodi to the haunting melody of Eleitzion, which introduces into Shabbos, the beginning of Shabbos. Okay, technically, it's just before Shabbos starts, but it is Kabbalat Shabbat, Kabbalah Shabbos, re- receiving and embracing Shabbos, and we're singing it to this mournful, haunting melody. And there's another practice that we have that is an even sharper relief to what we think of as the spirit of Shabbos, and that is the Haftorah that we will read tomorrow. The Haftorah that we will read tomorrow is, gives this Shabbos its name. This Shabbos has a name. We call it Shabbos Chazon. Chazon means the vision. And it is the first word of the Haftorah that we're going to read tomorrow, which is the opening, the beginning of the book of Yeshayahu, the prophet Isaiah. And it begins with the words, Chazon Yeshayahu ben Amotz. This is the vision of the prophet Yeshayahu. Shabbos Chazon. The passage that we read as the Haftorah tomorrow that starts with the word Chazon, it's a difficult passage. It's difficult words to hear. It is not only an indictment of the behavior of the Jewish people that would lead ultimately to the Churban, to the destruction that causes us to have Tisha B'Av. But it speaks to the terrible distance between God and the Jewish people as a result of our sins. And it's a passage that as we read it, it certainly intrudes on the spirit of Shabbos how a person can enjoy Shabbos, can 
feel good on Shabbos while listening to these words. The Navi says, Artzachem Shemama, your land will be destroyed. Arechem Srufos Eish, your cities will be burned in fire. Admaschem Lenegdachem Zarem Ochlimosa, your enemies will eat of your produce in front of you. Ushmama Kamapechas Zarim and you will be left with destruction. I quoted these two psukim a couple of weeks ago in a slightly different context, but just to read these words is so painful. God says to the Jewish people through his prophet Yeshayahu, Chad Shechem nafshi, God says, your Rosh Chodesh, your holidays, I detest them. They are bothersome to me. How can we read these words that our observance of Yom Tov, our observance of God's laws is burdensome, is detested by God? And then what is perhaps the most painful pasuk, and when you spread out your hands in prayer to me, God says, I will avert my eyes from you. Even when you engage in lengthy and meaningful prayer, God says, I will not listen. Because your hands are filled with blood. To read these words is so upsetting, so depressing. A person would feel that they would want to just give in to despair. And yet, and yet, like Tishabav itself, there is a path out of despair. There is a path to hope and to redemption in this Pasuk, in this passage. The next Pasuk, Pasuk Yudches, I'm sorry, I, I, I read the wrong Pasuk. Pasuk Tez Zion, number 16, number 15, number 16. Hashem says, wash yourself, Clean yourself, purify yourself. Remove the evil that is attached to you from in front of me. Just get rid of the evil. You are not bad. You are not evil, God says. Notwithstanding the terrible things that you've done, get rid of it. Cleanse yourself, purify yourself. Limdu Hatev Dirshu Mishpat Ashru Chamotz Shiftu Yasam Rivu Almana. Learn to do what's good. Seek out justice. Stand up for those who are oppressed and those who are vulnerable in society. You can turn it around. 
And this is what God says to give us Even if your sins have caused you to become as red as scarlet, they can become as white as snow. You can purify, you can cleanse, you can regain that hope, you can come back. And it's in this vein that the passage ends. Pasuk Chav Zion. Pasuk Chav Vav, I'm sorry. Va'ashiva Shavtaya Kivarishona. And I will return your judges and leaders like they used to be. And those who advise you properly, they will return. And after that, you will be called Jerusalem, not a destroyed city, but a city of righteousness. Kirya Nemana, a city of faith. Tzion Bamishpatipade, Zion will be redeemed in righteousness. Vishavel Bitstaka, and will be returned in justice. That's how the passage ends. There is terrible pain and indictment and accusation, but there is hope for reconciliation, for redemption. And that pattern, by the way, is the same pattern that we will see in the book of Echa, the book of Lamentations, that we read on Tisha B'Av night, this Wednesday night, which is a book filled with the destruction and the persecution and the estrangement from God. And the penultimate posuk. Hashivenu Hashem Elecha Return us to you, God, and we will return to you. Chadesh Yamenu Kikedem. Renew our days like they were long ago. A note of hope, a note of promise at the very end. And just as we end the kinos on Tisha of morning, we sit on the floor and we say these mournful passages, these lamentations and dirges that poetically and beautifully but so disturbingly describe the destruction and the exile and the persecution and the alienation. And we conclude with this line, a quote from a different passage of the prophet Isaiah, Yeshayahu. The very end we say, Ki nicham Hashem tzion. God has said, God will comfort Zion. Nicham kol God will comfort all of its destroyed places, all of its ruins. V'yasa midbarak Eden, God will turn the deserts of Israel into gardens of Eden. V'arvasa kegan Hashem, and the arava, the barren places, like the garden of God. Sason v'simcha yimatzeba, there will be found within your gates joy and gladness. 
Toda, thanks, the call Zimra, and the sound of joyous singing. Same pattern. There's pain, there is suffering, but it will lead to redemption. And this is the unfolding of our national destiny. And we are seeing it unfold today. Those last verses are starting to come true in our lifetime before our eyes. But that pattern also contains a very practical lesson for us as individuals. Let's review this pasuk. God says, I'm going to give you tochacha. Tochacha means I'm going to rebuke you. I'm going to admonish you. Giving rebuke, admonishing, disciplining, we all do it in different contexts. Parents admonish their children. When they grow up, children admonish their parents. Teachers admonish their students. Rabbis admonish their members. Everybody admonishes somebody else. Are we doing it well? Are we doing it right? And how can we tell if we're doing it right? So let's learn from God. The prophet Yeshayahu describes the format of God's rebuke to us. And listen to the words again. Here is God's rebuke. Here is God's admonishment of us. Even if your sins will make you like scarlet, dark, filled with sin, you can be cleansed like snow. You can be as white, as clean as snow. If you are reddened like crimson, you can become like pure, clean wool. There are two, we two ways to rebuke a person. Two ways you can admonish a person. You can knock a person down. Your actions are wrong. You are bad. That's one way to admonish. There's another way to admonish or to rebuke a person, to build a person up. You are so special. You have so much potential. Try to live up to the potential that you have. God uses the latter approach. No matter what you've done. And God says to the Jewish people through his prophet, I've listed the things that you're doing wrong. And there are many things that you're doing wrong. But you're not, you, that's not you. You can get rid of that. You can return. You are capable of being pure. You are capable of casting off those actions. 
That's the ultimate tochacha. The way to tell if you are admonishing or rebuking properly is if when you finish, the person feels better about themselves than when you started. You can tell that you've done it properly if when you finish, the person feels that they are closer to you than when you started because they feel that you have done a service to them by what you've said. I've shared this with some of you before. The practice of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, the greatest halachic authority of the previous generation and a person with sterling character. He was in a position to often, maybe not often, to sometimes have to write a letter of rebuke to someone who felt was not acting properly, did not follow the correct path. Maybe one of his students, maybe someone in his community, maybe another rabbi. And he used to say that he would always compose such a letter in three paragraphs. The first paragraph would always start out with some kind of compliment, some kind of admiration for the person to whom he was writing. The second paragraph would contain the information that he needed to share to point out the fault or the shortcoming. And the third paragraph would return to the admiration and the strength and the good feelings that he had to that person. That's the pattern. Three paragraphs. Positive, straightforward, and positive. That's exactly the way our passage unfolds. That's exactly the way Tisha B'Av unfolds. Hopefully, we can apply this in our lives, in our words to others, so that our words to others, even when they are difficult, they are constructive and make the situation better and not worse, God forbid. And also, hopefully, we will soon see this national destiny unfold completely for all of us. We have lived through the pain of the first part of this Shabbos' Haftorah. Hopefully it is now time for us to usher in the end of the passage. Zion Zion will be redeemed in justice. And we will return to it in righteousness. I want to wish for every one of us a meaningful and at least ultimately joyous Shabbos that leads to the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash, the total and complete redemption of the Jewish people and the reunification of the relationship between ourselves and God, a relationship of love and intimacy. Shabbat Shalom.